I mean, I suppose the like it sort of answered my, my next question really, which which is when it comes to like the idea of like best practice and and recommendations that are really actionable for um, different companies. Um, what would be your top three um, sort of tips that you would give? Uh, the tips is the wrong word, really. It's, it makes it seem like minuscule, but it's not. But yeah. what would be your your three like? I don't know, I suppose key actual items yep. that you would say this is what you have to do first. Obviously, there's the visibility yeah. side of it. Um, yeah. But what would you say? What would be the next the next yeah. steps? Would you say? Well, don't equate authentication with authorization. That's one. And there's a very common development pattern that we've seen around APIs, which is that, you know, I assume that when Kieran logs in, all that Kieran is ever going to do is request Kieran's data. And so I don't actually impose a secondary check that that determines whether Kieran is um, is entitled to access Jeremy's profile. You know, it might be yes, it might be no. But if I'm never even checking it, all I'm checking is that Kieran is still authenticated as Kieran. That's a bad practice, right? Generally speaking, permissions need to have kind of three different components in the calculation. It's, you know, kind of who's the user, what are they asking for, and what are they trying to do with it? You know, that could be like Kieran viewing Kieran's profile, but then there's also Kieran viewing Jeremy's profile. Then there's Kieran updating Kieran's profile and Kieran updating Jeremy's profile. And so you kind of need to think about the permission set around that. And that's all part of the authorization, not the authentication. So that's the number one. And that on its own is responsible for almost 50% of the API data breach records um, is really that kind of like, you know, made it made a false assumption there. Number two, don't return more data from your API than needs to be returned. There's another uh, thing that we've seen, and actually you can check this out on if you're familiar with the developer tools in your own browser and you really want to have some fun, just turn on kind of the uh, um, streaming section in the developer tools and watch what's coming back. Most modern web apps are actually decoupled front end, back end. And so, you know, what you're interacting with in the user interface is actually making API calls to the back end to fetch data records and so on. Let's take that profile example again. And let's say there's a profile view where really all you see is, let's say, like, you know, Jeremy Snyder in my profile picture, right? So there's just three things that actually need to be returned onto that view. But what we see a lot of the times is that actually the the request that goes to the back end over the API connection tends to just be like, give me the Jeremy Snyder profile. And it'll actually return, you know, the name, the profile picture, address, email address, phone number, maybe list of contacts, list of friends, how long I've been a user on the site, all of these different things that come back and are not displayed. And there's a tendency to kind of let the front end determine what data elements get displayed but again, you can go into those developer tools and you can watch the data coming back and you can see so many backend APIs just return way more data than needs to be returned. So that's the second thing is make sure that your APIs are just not sending back too much data. And then I think the third thing is really a little bit around probing and enumeration. It's not a huge, let's say, attack vector, but in cases of a few large breaches, it has been at fault. We see a couple, you see kind of common API frameworks, right, for different code languages. So, so for Python, you might have heard of Swagger, now kind of called OpenAPI, et cetera. Um, for Node.js, you'll see Express and so on. A lot of these things have common developer tools that will do things like 
let's say store environment variables, or maybe they expose an admin endpoint um, that you can do various interactions with your APIs. And certainly best practice is to not publish any of that stuff into production or to make sure that you've got necessary compensating controls around any of that. But we, in our lab environment, we've stood up a couple of, uh, you know, just kind of sample API apps that you can find on GitHub. There's a thousand of them, at least, maybe more, um, just to kind of bang on them and test out some, some of our own code against API security, um, different attack vectors, and so on. And we just see, like, tons of traffic trying to probe these APIs. And, you know, some of it is just standard bots that are trying to scrape them. But some of them, you can see that there are kind of, like, calls that are made, they determine that an API is running an open API framework, and then there's very targeted follow-up calls looking for an admin endpoint, looking for environment variables, all of these types of things. And so just, I think my third recommendation is make sure that you've, you know, A, turn those things off. You don't publish, you know, anything into prod that shouldn't be there. Don't publish these developer enablement uh, things into prod. But B, make sure that you've got some kind of either alerting or detection, or you've got some kind of network controls around that, that your APIs are not allowing this kind of discovery um, of those things around them. Those those would be the top three, I guess, Kieran. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's great because th- I'm sure that's going to be really useful for, for anybody listening as well, is that um, I, I, it's kind of scary, like... <laughs> What the what these what that can happen now and what what information is out there obviously and what can be how they can probe it and and drag anything they need off it and from yeah. it so yeah. um it really and, is it's like it's just it's quite shocking hearing yeah. it to be honest with you and just one follow up on this and I think this is something that we we also try to share with customers when they see a problem with an API it tends to be a systemic problem so for instance that. You know, I mentioned that, hey, are we checking Kieran's permissions, that authorization thing? That tends to be a, like in the design of the application. So once a flaw like that is discovered, it actually kind of renders the entire data set available for, you know, for exposure or for download. So, you know, it might seem to be kind of a small thing like, oh, okay, anybody can view this profile or whatever What that was not intended. Well, guess what? I mean, you know, it's pretty easy to script that stuff. And once a design flaw is found, there was a case like two, three years ago, I can't remember exactly if it was 2020 or 2021, but it was a well-known home equipment, uh, exercise equipment manufacturer. And their API allowed anybody to view anybody else's profile. And to top it off, they had sequential profile ID numbering. So I'm user ID one, your user ID two, and uh, Daniel's user ID three and so on, right? Well, once that was discovered, guess what? It's very trivial to kind of create a script that just goes over everybody's profile numbers and dumps all the profiles. And so, you know, this kind of simple design flaw exposed 30,000 records in like four minutes. And so the the rate of data extraction can be very fast because it can be uh, programmatically accessed and so on. But again, it tends to be a systemic flaw that really can expose entire data sets. And so the breach numbers, there's not a ton of breach events, but the kind of like number of records per event is very, very high. Well, so, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's shocking. It's shocking yes. really in terms of what it can, like how fast something can happen. and. And things that you don't wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, yeah. And I think it's almost like going back to the old age of like the password. I remember like working in when I used to work in schools and it was the amount of people who had the password password and couldn't understand why that wasn't 
secure or safe or yeah. it's just crazy it's uh, yeah it's it really is <laughs>